Welcome to another week of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, joined by the other Megan, Megan Connolly. Hi. Hi. How's the Midwest? Oh my gosh, Megan. I mean, there, there are haircuts here that don't exist anywhere else. The Midwest is, is a time. It's quite cold. It's right a now. time warp. Um, I You've been there dropped- quite a while. I've been here for so long that I did get a COVID test today just to be safe. Met, ten day, met a 10-day-old baby at the COVID center. Shouts to Miles. Excited to meet him. Um, I dropped my parents off at Early Bird Senior Shopping at Costco. I have never seen a Costco so packed. I mean, wow, 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 wow. And it's like, if you're old, you get to go in an hour early. This shit is VIP to these people, okay? Um, very, very exciting. Uh, happy Thanksgiving My parents weekend. would be the ones oh. waiting in line yeah, for this. No, there was a line, for sure, red carpet. Um, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving week. Thank week. you. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. This is, this is weird. This is my first Thanksgiving not in a place that is cold, Mm-hmm. So I still think it's July and it's not, yeah. although it was 67 today and I was like, hmm, I'll put a sweater on. Burr. Um, we have some breaking news to start the show. We do. Um, do we want to do the funny or the super funny? <laughs> well, I think we should do the NFL related news first, which is okay. Jason Garrett of the Giants, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, also known as the Clapper, was fired, which we all saw this coming for a long, long, long time. Um, I wish I was there to hear Joe Judge let him go because Joe Judge was with the Patriots when I was there. He speaks as if he is a Army Sergeant General. Um, Every time he would have availability, he would just uh, yell a lot, but he is a nice, warm man when he's not in football world. But my favorite mm-hmm. press conference from Joe Judge was last year around Christmas time, and he was asked about Christmas coming up, and he said, "With all due respect, to Christmas, we're going to focus on football, and then we'll get back to Christmas." <laughs> so, I would have okay. loved to be there when he let go of the clapper, Jason Garrett. <sighs> I feel for Jason Garrett. When you sent me this, I said, I hate to see a redhead fail. You know, there's just not a lot of representation. And so it is tough when we lose one of our own. Um, You're I, not really a redhead. I know. You got to really look under. Because people keep, like my mom's friend last week was like, when did you dye your hair? I'm like, I didn't. It just phased out. <laughs> I wish I was more of a redhead. Um, but I, I feel well, Jason we Garrett. do have Andy Dalton kind of back, though. So yeah, sure. And listen, so Carson with one wins. redhead out, and yeah. Carson wins. Um, okay, so Jason Garrett, we bid you adieu. Hopefully, this means you'll get to enjoy some great family time. Um, but the Giants, yet yeah, did look pretty stinky on Monday Night Football last night. Now being very publicly let go from two of the biggest and most famous franchise says you wonder if it's time to take a little TV break for him, you know, maybe go to Fox and talk X's and O's for a bit and then dip his toe back. But Yeah. I said a couple shows ago that I would love to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, but I think really the key is just getting into coaching because mm-hmm. once you have a head coaching job, you always work. Yes. He was a disaster with the Cowboys, still got a job with the Giants, and now he'll get a job in TV, and then after that, maybe coach in college. Maybe he'll go to USC. Wow. I don't know. I wouldn't wow. want him, but it's this a name. Is, this is what they say about writing, too. To become a TV writer, all you need is your first job, and then you'll work forever. And I am honored to be in the ranks of the stinkiest <laughs> NFL coaches. Okay, speaking of our other breaking news, also NFL coaches, we're staying in the NFC with Mike Zimmer, Vikings head coach, is apparently dating a supermodel, which I think is a word that gets thrown around a lot, um, named Katerina Mikitin. And a photo of them has appeared. And I, she is smoking hot. Um, I, oh, wow. I just scrolled past a photo of her in a bikini and uh, them together. Oh, she was on the cover of Maxim. Oh, Australia. Okay, but still, I'm never going to. Well, she's her. a real supermodel. She's not just she an is. Instagram model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah. I want to know how you have a body like that and live in Minnesota. Well, I bet she does not spend a lot of time there um, because... 
Oh no, his wife died. Okay. I was wondering like if there was an ex-wife situation, his wife, Vicky died of natural causes at the age of 50. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying that's a case for Dateline, but it sounds suspect. <laughs> Looking at the photos of them together, they look like a couple on 90 day fiance. Um, it, it's, they are a mismatch of the ages. They look like a couple that you would see in Los Angeles. Quite frankly, this is how every couple in Los Angeles looks. Um, we were talking about Robert Kraft and, and his, um, ex a little bit over text and listen, rich men, powerful men, kudos to them, I guess. Mike Zimmer is not the most attractive. No. no <laughs> and I think no, no, that's no, no. putting it lightly, but this hey, good for him. I mean, I, I think, um, we know that his, his penis works. Yeah. Yeah. His penis or works. Or his, his wallet. account. Yeah, his bank account. And like the thing is, I'm a I know that I'm getting older because I'm very attracted to a lot of coaches now. I see some offensive coordinators and I go, okay, look at you with that tablet. You know, I get horned up as I say. Frank Reich, handsome. Very um, handsome. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan handsome. is my favorite. Kyle oh, Matt LaFleur. Shanahan, handsome. There's definitely some the Jets head coach I'm very attracted to. I his name I, always speaks me. The ball. The coach that is just, I don't know what he does, but it's just um, UVA's head basketball coach, Tony, oh. um, Tony Bennett. Yeah, Tony Bennett. There's a lot of hunks coaching. Um, and I love, he's getting a little gray. And I'm yes, like, I, I hey. mean, that, um, the San Francisco Giants. Oh my God, that, that manager. <laughs> I could, oh, the internet couldn't handle how hot he is. And then the baseball, they're in those tight little outfits. Come on. The pants. Um, so we're not saying that coaches can't be hot. We're just saying Mike Zimmer is not one of them. Um, so that is breaking news. Da, no, no. And now back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming, which is our NFL roundup. Yes. I think we should also start maybe just like since we're in the NFC, stay there because we should talk about Matt Nagy. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors swirling around that he's getting fired after Thanksgiving. And he was asked about it. He said that's not true. I also find it interesting that in the Bears' 101-year history – they have never fired a coach midseason. Oh, but wow. this one seems destined to end midseason. Yeah. I just don't understand how you show up to work on Thanksgiving. I would know like, it's your last in. day. I mean, I guess maybe he's like, I'll get to beat the Lions. Um, Will he though? <laughs> that's well, that's the I mean, is he going to win? Like that's it's such a strange report because it's like if they win, are they still going to fire him? Um, fire Nagy chants have been popping up everywhere at Soldier Field. That one makes sense um, during the Bears loss on Sunday at the United Center. Okay, during the Bulls loss um, to my Pacers last night. And then also, this one hurts. People were chanting Fire Nagy at Matt Nagy's son's football game. Megan, you are from Chicago. Uh, How do you justify this behavior? This is tough. And I saw on Twitter that the high school sent a letter out apologizing and saying that it was disrespectful, unacceptable, um, hey, Chicago fans, they're passionate. They're mad yeah. about the situation. They've been mad since the beginning when Justin Fields wasn't declared the starter and Andy Dalton was, and this whole quarterback competition was declared effective, I guess. I don't know if effective is the right word, but it was declared a thing. Um, hey, I mean, he's making a lot of money. I, it's not right. I feel bad for his kid, but when you're a public figure making that much money, if you suck, people are going to let you know. Yeah, and in the school's defense, it was the opposing team's student section. But that's very mean. You know, you always hear, like, kids don't bully anymore. And then you hear this report, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I don't know what it is. Um, there is, like, an empathy in me that feels really bad when people are like publicly dragged like this for just kind of doing a bad job. Um, not that I, I don't feel bad like, for his kids. Yeah. I don't I feel don't, bad for him. No, he needs to buy his son a car like ASAP. Um, <laughs> and just be like, listen, this came out of my severance and I'm really sorry that they were chanting fire in my name. It, that's horrible. Um, but yeah, Bears fans have hated him f- 
since almost the moment he got there. <laughs> like it, it seemed, it seemed bad from the get go, and and maybe it's finally ending. That's very interesting to hear that the Bears have never fired a coach midseason. It feels very. What are they? The McCaskill? McCaskies? McCaskies. Yeah. Which, if one owner could mess this up, it's them. So, uh, well, she's an might be stuck old woman, Megan. Very. She is 1,000. And so I. Well, I'm excited because we're going to get. We're going to get a great shot of Virginia McCaskey on Thanksgiving Day and of um, the Lions owner. Um, I forget. What is her name? Um, obviously, Ford. No, no, not Norma Hunt. What's her name? I forget Ford. her name. But anyways, there are two of the old badass yeah, bitches the of the NFL. And I would love to see the shot of them on Thanksgiving. Uh, but honestly, if Matt Nagy can't beat Tim Boyle, he's got to go. Any given Thursday, it's going to be like... Cameron Diaz going in there. I hope Virginia goes in the locker room and pats someone's penis. Um, okay. She's like 92. I, I know, but girl, get it. That's what I would be doing. I, I always am like, if I was an owner of a team, I would be a little Cameron Diaz and a lot the woman from Major League. That is who I would be channeling. I feel like at um, 93, you could probably get away with that too. Yes. She'd be like, oh, I thought it was... I honestly thought it was tea bags. Like I did, I thought it was an Earl Grey, and apparently it's not. And I'm very sorry. Um, switching to the AFC now, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this because I'm afraid if I say any more, I am going to jinx something I'm happy about. I just want to say that ever since we started doing our podcast, our NFL teams have been on fire. There was a moment when yours. We're not looking so good, but they've really turned it around here. And my Patriots looked unbelievable on Thursday. It was almost boring to watch. They were that good. The defense totally dominated. I had them in fantasy. I got 26 points. was the happiest person on the airplane that I was on on Thursday. I played the game on my iPad, and turns out the guy sitting behind me was a Patriots fan. We were high-fiving across the aisle it was it was magical wow. and I'm pretty sure everyone else on the plane hated us because you either yes. love or you hate the Patriots yes so the good news here is now the Patriots are atop the AFC East in first place if the season ended today they would still be the five seed with Kansas City although they won against the Cowboys they didn't look so good they would be the four yes. so it's not locked up yet your Colts are in the hunt as well we could have a situation where it's Colts Patriots in the AFC championship game you're but we're getting way ahead we're of ourselves. too far ahead. The odds for the Patriots to win the AFC are plus 650. That means if you bet $100, you could win $650. Megan, I'm, honestly, I downloaded the app already. Betting is legal in Florida. I am betting the Patriots to win the AFC. Everything's legal in Florida. So honestly, Except we Take it, right. The things that are, but I bet bath salts you can buy at a damn kindergarten. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Uh, well, and, and the Patriots sit atop the division because my beloved Colts spanked, I mean, annihilated the Bills, embarrassed them at home in some elements, which the Colts have now proven to play well in, which, you know, looking towards the playoffs, which I will add, the Colts are not in right now. Like, if the season were to end today, they would be on the outside looking in. So, uh, Hard Knocks started last week. Um, I think this upcoming episode is going to be very exciting. I am doing a Hard Knocks breakdown podcast <laughs> that no one asked for with another comedian. It's called Go Horse, H-O-A-R-S-E. Um, I like it. Clever. And, and we are breaking down every Hard Knocks episode, and I have to imagine this week is going to be so exciting. The Colts are now over 500 for the first time all season, and the Titans are... I still think are going to win the division, but lost to the Texans and have lost to the Jets, like are losing to teams that they should be beating and then beating difficult teams, which is how I was as a junior tennis player. But um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of wild things in this season. I know it's only one extra game. Doesn't it feel a lot longer? And like the possibilities are endless. It does. And I'm not sure if it's because of the extra week or if it's because I, I mean, everybody, everybody will like, oh, there's parody in the league. But I think it's everybody kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots are good. I understand there's a strong bias there. But we said that the Bills were good. And mm -hmm. then after watching what happened at 
home against the Colts. Yeah. They didn't look good and they haven't looked good for three weeks. Josh Allen suddenly looks like old Josh Allen. I mean, it's, it's not a good situation. The Patriots have the bills coming up. So obviously that is a big game. The Patriots Mm -hmm. also have the Colts coming up. And so Mm -hmm. that is another big game. I'm really Mm -hmm. hoping we could teamwork this too. And the Patriots also have the Titans coming up. So we have a lot of, you need to beat them for us because we beat the bills for you. Okay. I think the Titans could be a case of a team that started hot and fizzled out. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't help that Derrick Henry it is It does not gone. help to have the rushing leader leave your team. But they look to be fizzling as well. Please but what fizzle. I'm looking forward to about the Titans-Patriots is the Belichick-Mike Vrabel yes. duel-off. Because Ooh, last time Mike Vrabel stairs. won... Yes, last time Mike Vrabel won... And he actually used some of Belichick's tactics on him in that playoff game. Like he took a delay of game yes. in order to run time off yeah, the clock yeah. and was just mm-hmm. standing on the other side of the, of the field, just glaring at Belichick like, ha ha, I got you. I think Bill wins this one. And then next up for the Patriots is the Bills and the bye then the Colts. Oh. So I have to give love to Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns, a record for the Colts. And, and that's a big deal when you're coming from a franchise that had Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edron James, all of them linking up for so long. So JT got the biggest biceps on earth. God bless you. Um, now, and to- do you think JT could possibly win MVP? Because right so. now the MVP race is wide open. Yeah. I think they might just have to give it to Brady. Like, Hey, you've been here longest mm-hmm. and you, you played well. I would, I don't want them to because I don't like him, mm-hmm. but um, could a running back win? I think it would be really fun. It would feel like a Heisman. Um, and yeah, I, I just love JT. He seems like a really good guy. He was lightly featured on the first episode of Hard Knocks. The first episode was heavy on children. Um, and I don't think Jonathan Taylor has any kids. So they featured him and they were reading off all of his accomplishments. And at one point they did cut to a T.Y. Hilton that looked less than thrilled. I'll just say that. Um other teams around the NFL that are also less than thrilled, the Seahawks are dying a slow and painful death. And Megan, I know this one is especially painful for you because you have the man who rehabbed his finger back from the brink of disaster, Russell Wilson, as your fantasy nightmare quarterback. Um, is it harder for you to watch them being terrible? I didn't even, I didn't even start him. I started Tannehill because... Okay. Russell Wilson, just I had no hope in him. And Tannehill also stunk. Yeah. I mean, just fantasy-wise, too. So it was just not a fun um, quarterback weekend for me on fantasy. But I just think Russell Wilson looks like a complete fool here. I mean, oh. we said it last week that he looked like a fool. But what did he go? Like, it, it, he didn't even have a touchdown in the first half of that game. Mm. I mean, don't put all these headline stories out there. And then don't live up to the hype. Not even a little bit. You couldn't even throw a touchdown. This ends terribly for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was angry heading into the season about returning to the Seahawks and about his contract. So I think now if you're a Seahawks fan, you're wondering who's our quarterback next year. Well, and, and you do start to wonder if these things that happen in the preseason, I'll mention Cole Beasley and the bills and Russell's contract and obviously Aaron Rodgers. And then you are starting that crack was, was bigger and seems to be solved, but it is like, was the early success kind of a bandaid and now the festering and locker room dynamic. Is that what we're getting now? Is it, is it the resentment? You know, like we're married, you can, you can, fake it for so long and then you have a blow up fight and I wonder if those locker rooms have started to kind of eat each other alive like Russell coming back they're like wait we actually liked it better when you weren't here yeah we love Sierra please keep her coming to games but we're good on you (laughs) um another quarterback that the spell seems to be wearing off for is Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. he was riding high and now they did beat the Lions, you know, we've, <laughs> so that they, we're, we're talking about them negatively um, after a win, which is perhaps not fair. And you and I are both rooting for the Lions to get a win. Um, we want to see Campbell cry tears of joy. But um, Baker, May, Baker Mayfield's wife also 
uh, chimed in after the win, and not necessarily in a positive way. She she reshared an Instagram story um, that someone else had written, but it was basically saying, Baker's tough. I think the rest of the team needs to get tougher. And then she immediately took it down and said that she loves everybody on the team and everyone's good, even though Odell just has to be traded away and Jarvis Landry is upset with the amount of targets he's getting. Megan, what do you, as our football expert, what do you think's going on in Cleveland? I just, obviously Baker's hurt, so that doesn't help the situation. But I think before he was hurt, we were sort of seeing the best of Baker. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was going to get any better than he was. And sometimes as a player, you just are what you are. But when your wife starts getting involved on social media, this is just a bad sign all around. I mean, we talked about it with Mahomes a lot and his fiance is very outspoken, but, um, you know, like you feel bad for a guy like Baker, what he's dealing with, but it seems like the team is turning. So at least he has his team at home. That's not, turning so well. obj we know what happened there <laughs> mm-hmm. also obj congrats to you he and his girlfriend they are expecting a baby <gasps> i think baker should be considered as a name that would be that i don't know yeah i i think I it's going to be a real housewife thing where he sends a present and then baker returns it to him um <laughs> yeah i mean this is coming on the tail uh, end of kelly stafford throwing a pretzel at somebody these wives they're wild and um they're they, they've lost their minds and we're not even in COVID times anymore i think they all sat in their house and saw how upset their damn husbands were and now they're like i'm going back in that stadium and i'll fuck up some people's lives um <clears throat> you've heard the rumor that baker mayfield got a well not a, a rumor it's been confirmed by the woman a blow job in the parking lot of a cheesecake factory and so that's obviously the greatest news story didn't she ever. marry him Oh, no, 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 no. This was um, this was during the marriage. So I'm happy that um, his wife is standing by him through thick and thin. Because I like that it was a cheese. <clears throat> yes. And I'm like, did he, did he bring her some Southwest egg rolls home at least? You know, did he bring her a cheesecake home? That um, I'm ha- and, and they're in these so many commercials together. Like they're a, they they're a public... They're a public couple. People were saying, like, it's not a story. She reshares a lot of things. Um, But it's a story. And I think wives should just keep it, keep it close. Like, not, not comment. Because like I said before, with the Matt Nagy situation, when you're a public figure and you're making millions of dollars and you have fans at home that are relying on you or betters that are relying on you to do something, they can criticize you. And you cannot look at it, and that's how it should be. Yeah, there's not a chance that I would make a good NFL wife. I would be the messiest, <laughs> worst. I would be Mike Tomlin out on the field tripping people. Um, I can't imagine what I'm going to be like as a mother of an athlete. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he gets into the orchestra and that ends up being better for everyone. But, um, I think that I think I'd be throwing pretzels probably not. I I don't think she should be throwing from a suite out into the stands. I think that's class warfare. Um, but I think I'd be sitting out with the people and like chugging beers and being like, don't talk shit about my husband. But I sit here (laughs) inside my parents study and go, ladies, you need to keep it together. Um, (laughs) Because I'm married to a man who makes memes for a living, and I defend him. I will also be a terrifying yeah. sports mother one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Charging the field. Um, the it's funny field. because we actually have a video when I was when I, back in the day when I was high school running state meet, and my mom is watching my state championship two-mile race, and with 200 meters to go, I dropped back really far. <gasps> and my mom says – what the hell is she doing? Yeah. Come on. Oh my God. What is she doing? And then she goes, wait, wait, there she goes. There she goes. But there was a minute there where my mother was like, no, no, you're not getting a ride home. No way. (laughs) You're running home. (laughs) Um, your, your boy, Tom Brady was on Monday night football last night against the giants. He looked great. You guys, I know a lot of people live in New York, but that doesn't mean we have to put them on national television like this. Um, he has the the Bucks have the Colts on Sunday. What do, what do you what do you think? Where do you think Tom is right now? What's going on in Tom's psyche? You think he's going to eat anything normal for Thanksgiving? No, mm. he's sticking to his stupid diet. Damn it! 
no tomatoes. I mean, I think th- I think turkey is technically on his list of things yeah, that he can it, he, consume. It's not paleo. It's made up. It's like his own weird yeah, thing. Yeah, there's like nightshades that you can't have. Um, no sugar. I What's don't a nightshade? Fun. Like a tomato is considered a nightshade. Wow. Yeah, Tom looked good. He has his binky gronk back. Mm-hmm. The other news outside out of Tampa was that Antonio Brown was caught using a fake vaccination accused. card. Accused by accused. the chef. Um, which is... <laughs> which, like, did he forget to pay a chef or I, something? Like, why I is this chef hurting I love a sh- your personal chef accusing you of a crime. Nothing is better. This is from a man who froze his own feet off. Um, he's just a, he's a roller coaster. Um, and his agent said, no, I just, I love an agent and your personal chef fighting in the media. Like, it's just too good. It's too good. So yeah, AB is out with an ankle, but also has a situation where I guess he didn't pay a chef or maybe didn't get him a holiday gift or something. The chef is mad. So I guess if you're a chef, AB is looking for a new one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Ooh, maybe Tread he, lightly. Maybe he's going to go down to the local Tampa Benihana and pick up one of those hibachi guys. That's what I would do. I'd be like, give me a table and give me one of those guys and pop a shrimp into my helmet. Like, that sounds like living to me. I would just love if the hibachi guy did the egg thing every day yes. where they, you know, yeah. throw the egg in the air. That's my favorite part. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, Tom looked good again. It's annoying. He's... He, I, I prefer my Tom Brady pouting and angry. Mm-hmm. So hopefully your Colts can do that for me this week. Unfortunately, I, I think that they're good. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm look, I'm rooting for the Colts because I want Colts Patriots in the AFC Championship. Yes, game. you so, need to be rooting for them. I am, I am rooting for them. I was rooting for you against the Bills. Now I'm rooting for you against Tampa. Anything to beat Brady. Please. We need to be your second favorite team. Um, that's I, I try and force people to be Colts fans all the time, and it. Really has not worked, even with my own husband, whose child I'm carrying. Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with more. Okay, and we are back. There's been a lot of, like, um, challenges on Instagram happening lately. There was the one that was, like, post a picture of yourself as a child that, like, captured your essence or something. And then, I saw yours. It was good. Thank you. It was me in glasses that I did not need, but my mom got conned by an optometrist. Um, so Steve- the same thing actually happened to my family. My sister got conned. Well, my mom got conned, and my sister wore glasses for, like, four years, never needed them. This is what happens. These an optometrist. So was it you. at school? Was it like the school? You got your eyes checked at school and then no. they said, no, 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 you need glasses. No, it was worse. Um, I was doing a motor skills test at preschool and they said, there's something wrong with your daughter. Um, we're hoping it's her eyesight, but she may have, she may be like developmentally, have developmental issues. Um, and so my mom took me to an optometrist they recommended and he prescribed me pure glass glasses and then something called ocular therapy and I wore them for like a year and a half and then I started getting headaches in kindergarten and so she ended up taking me to the IU med center to go to their optometrist and they were like these are pure glass your daughter has 20-20 vision and we know where you got these wow yeah so it was a, a bit of a different situation. You know how in preschool they would send like the person in and the kids would do the hearing on the eye test. Yeah. You'd raise yeah. your hand for the hearing. So my sister, I guess, allegedly failed the eye test and they gave her glasses. And my sister and I are 14 months apart. Oh, wow. I wanted to be just like her. So when I would go to the doctor, I would lie on the eye test because <gasps> I wanted glasses. Wow. But I was very young. So I don't think I really understood yeah. that like glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. cost money. I thought that you just looked smarter and that you were special. Aww. And my sister was always the smart one. So I wanted to be the smart one. So I lied completely on this eye test and I got my wish. I got glasses. And then they told my mother the next year at the appointment that I needed eye therapy. And this was a really rough time in my childhood because I also am young for my age. I am born in July. So I, this is my excuse. I struggled to learn how to read. So I had to see a reading specialist. And then like two weeks later found out that I couldn't see either. And I need to go this eye therapy. So I thought something was really wrong with me. I had a total mental breakdown. My mom says, okay, we're going to go to a higher up doctor, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure you don't need this eye therapy. 
Turns out my mom caught me in a lie for never needing glasses. So that was on me. So she's like, we should take your sister here too. My sister never needed glasses, but she wore them for like four straight years. Never needed them. Later in life, and I, my teachers all tell my mom Megan's a great student, except she can't see anything. My mom says she's lying. She's done this before. And um, turns out I wasn't lying. Something happened with my vision around yeah. sixth grade where I couldn't see. So, um, yeah, then I finally got contacts and then LASIK surgery. So wow. that's the story of my life. You were the Not girl, that anybody asked or cared. No, you were the girl who cried blind. Um, I mean, it makes me wonder about myself and your sister. What was wrong with us then? You know, like they said something <laughs> was wrong with me and they're like, it's glasses. And then it wasn't. So I'm like, did we ever figure it out? It seems like we haven't. Um, so the challenge that was happening today is sort of like an urban dictionary challenge where you just type your name into urban dictionary and then it lets you know what the definition of you are. And since we are both Megan's, I thought it would be exciting for us to read what these are. Mine, I am afraid is pretty close. Um, so I'm going to read the first page. Do you have it pulled up? And then you, yep, I got it. Okay. So Megan, M E G A N, not Megan, M E G H N or Megan, M E A G A N. She hates when people spell her name wrong. That is correct. Megan means pearl or child of light. Megan is a good friend to all who take the time to get to know her. She is very creative. Megan is never shy and loves doing things with her friends and family. Okay. So far are we checking out? So far, this is very accurate. Yes. Most Megans also have a dark side and many secrets. Okay. She will give really good advice because she's been through a lot. (laughs) Once a Megan trusts you, do not betray that trust because she isn't going to wait for karma to get you. She'll just get you herself. The fuck? (laughs) All right. The next page goes on. She isn't scared of anybody. The only thing she truly fears is losing somebody she loves. Most Megans are born during the winter or spring. Megans can be really stubborn at times and know how to get what they want. Usually Megans are beautiful, both Mm -hmm. inside and out. Check, check. But they don't know it or can't see it because we got conned by (laughs) optometrist. It literally says that right there. They tend to look down on themselves a lot. It's not a good quality because at least most Megans are not stuck up. Uh. In a relationship, hey, men. I mean, I'm just kidding. We're both married. A Megan will do whatever it takes to keep her mate happy Mm -hmm. and take care of them. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised Baker's girl is not named Megan. (laughs) She sounds like she fits this description. She prefers a long-term relationship over short-term and doesn't like to waste her time. Megan's are incredible lovers. I'd like if to know that enough, in- incredible was in all caps. It was in underlined. Um, <laughs> if you're lucky enough to know a Megan, hold on to her. She's very special and deserves the, the best. Treat her right. So everybody, you are welcome. Oh, wow. You know us both. Hold on to us. Love us. Um, but don't betray us because we're going to get you. So. We, and we have secrets and we have a dark side. <laughs> I just would like to say I, I have no secrets. I tell everyone everything. Yeah, so. well, yeah. I'm a pretty open book to a fault, um, something I'm working on in therapy. But that is – wait, when's your birthday? July 21st. So oh, I don't yeah, that's that – okay, either. so you don't fit that. But I, I fit – I fit it eerily close. And I'm just like wondering who writes these. Um, they're very, very interesting. So beautiful inside and out. There we go. And we don't know it. <laughs> I love that. It's like, we know, we know, we know. Look at me. I'm oh, yeah. sitting here ugly as hell. And I'm still like, gorgeous. Look at this fuzzy sweatshirt on me. <laughs> Have put I just did my on. earring trick. I was like, here I am. No, it's good. It's good. Um, okay. So the NBA, we haven't really had a lot to talk about since it's, since it's still pretty early days, but Over the weekend, there was an explosive fight between the Pistons and the Lakers, notably LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. People were calling this Malice at the Palace 2.0. That's It was not. That is very offensive to me as a survivor of Malice at the Palace, which just means I'm a Pacers fan. Um, It was not that at all. But it, it was pretty 
over the top, I guess. There were a lot of theatrics to it. There was a lot of blood. Megan, when you saw the full tape, it, it went from what seemed like a pretty innocuous elbow to the face that LeBron said he didn't do. Maybe LeBron punched him too. Um, and then Isaiah and LeBron had to be separated. And then Isaiah ran into the tunnel to like chase after LeBron, which was very Monique from last season of Real Housewives at Potomac. It was giving me flashbacks. Megan, give us your takeaways on this on this brawl of the year. I wish they let them fight more. <laughs> like, don't hold them back. Let's, let's see it. The blood was a little dramatic. I think it was one of those situations where he just hit him right in the exact yeah. right spot and blood gushes everywhere. Doesn't necessarily mean it was a hard hit, but I, I want to see him fight. Like, don't hold him back. Let's Let's unleash the beast. And I also think that LeBron... Well, he's bigger than everybody else, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't take much for him to win. But I don't think he would be as energetic in the fight. My favorite part was Russell Westbrook. Yes. <laughs> he was ready to go. And yes. I said last week, that's how you get the best out of Russell Westbrook, is let him fight. So I think just like, that might be why LeBron wanted him. Like, yeah. this is my fight guy. No, I definitely was like, wow, this may be a catalyst for the Lakers. Um, Russ was interviewed afterwards, and they were like, um, did you talk to LeBron yet? What do you th- And what do you think about your tech? And he had no idea that he'd gotten a technical. He was shocked. <laughs> and then he was like, I guess that's what I get for being Russell. Um, but it, yeah, it was kind of like fun and silly, if anything. Yeah, and LeBron, I saw, got suspended for a game. Yes. And Isaiah for two. Yeah. Do we agree with this? Um, I don't know if LeBron should have gotten suspended, but you know I'm a LeBron apologist. Um, and, and I'm just overall happy that as an elder man, he did not have to fight because is, it would is not he, have gone um, well. Has he ever been suspended before? No, I don't think so. I think this is a first. No, he... he you know, he's the face of it. Um, and so, yeah, I wonder what Isaiah Stewart's thought process too was. You're going to beat the shit out of the face of the NBA. They're not going to like that dog. Um, speaking of getting the shit kicked out of you, uh, Luke Walton got fired. I honestly thought that he had already been fired. <laughs> like I was like, he's still the coach, um, of the Kings. So he is no longer the coach of the Kings. And it was notably after the night after a fan vomited watching the team play, vomited in the front row, which is why we know well, about Megan, it. Megan, you are you are a um, seasoned vomiter. I, I know we talked a lot about me vomiting on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to hear your take on this. Like, what do you do? You think this is a coincidence? The vomiting and Luke Walton and the firing. Like, have you ever seen a coach do so bad that you just? threw up and they got fired. I'm actually going to blame the Kings. I think there's something in the building. I bet it's food related. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this one on Sacramento as a city, which is a place I do like to perform, but I, I don't think it's a coincidence. And I only say that because I actually did not know that Luke Walton was still coaching, but I, is this the worst place to throw up? Ooh, I think the worst place to throw up would be like, at your own wedding at the altar. That's, that would be like up there. down your dress. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the worst <laughs> place. I think this is, this is up there, though. This might yeah. make the Mount Rushmore. Because if you are lucky enough to have floor seats at an NBA game, and then you uh. just vomit everywhere. Ugh. Well, and then, I mean, but now I'm like, actually, maybe it would be worse to have diarrhea. Because then you got to stand up. I mean, we've been... T- the Paul Pierce diarrhea has really been back in the news cycle and think if you get diarrhea on the floor, then you got to stand up and walk past everybody with diarrhea running down your leg. Well, or you could just be like Lamar Jackson and own the fact that you have diarrhea or did you see him walking yes. into the stadium this, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. week? He's just like, I've been shitting for days. And I can no longer walk like a normal person. I retweeted when the when the Ravens were like, there's been a sickness running through the organization. And I put diarrhea. And then my dad told my mom that I had diarrhea. And I go, no, the Ravens have diarrhea. I'm fine. <laughs> so I woke up. Oh, I a, love this. Living with your parents for three I weeks. I woke up from a text to a text. I was like, do you have diarrhea? Do you need something? I'm like, what? No, Lamar Jackson has diarrhea. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) 
Megan, our two alma maters played in college football this weekend at at Wrigley Field. So that's really cool. Um, I didn't see any of the photos. I don't even know how a football stadium or like a football (laughs) field fit on Wrigley. But um, Purdue really beat the diarrhea out of Northwestern. Um, They've had a really rough year. Yeah, so we're just going to breathe on over that. But Northwestern does have good news. Yep, this is what I what I did to help myself. This whole season has just been a nightmare. And I hate the Cubs, so the Wrigley thing really does nothing for me. Uh-huh. And it makes me more upset because Coach Fitz is a South Sider. He's from a town over from me. We went to the same parish. And he is a White Sox fan, but as a company man, he'll root for the Cubs when it's good PR. So that bothers me a little bit. Sorry. I understand it. I respect I don't know if I respect it, but um I understand it. Okay. I don't agree with it. Okay. Um, anyways, I guess it's a good recruiting tool, and that's what we're all about. They could also just write checks and pay players and, you know, win. But Northwestern field hockey, they must be playing. They're paying their players well because they won a national title. And I think that was a good move by Northwestern Athletics to kind of flush out the terrible loss to Purdue, and instantly their Twitter just dominated with field hockey footage and it was cool they showed the little video of the bus arriving and you know everyone's happy i love when non-revenue sports win no that's just fun very very exciting i do have to note that my pacers did destroy the bulls last night in chicago they did. I was, yeah it's it's been a it's been a good week for you but the bulls are still back so yes no and the pacers needed it much more than the bulls did i do also want to point out wow that purdue men's basketball beat north carolina and Villanova, and is now ranked number three in the country. Very exciting. I know that they will inevitably go on to lose in the Sweet 16, no matter how they how high they are seated. So, have you watched college basketball this year? Not really. <laughs> have you seen the new graphic, no. the score graphic on Fox? No. I hate it. It looks terrible. I don't it like takes a lot up of half the, the screen. Fox does. I don't like the robot. I don't like Fox News. You know. I, I watched, I've been watching a little bit of college basketball. I'm actually going to a college basketball tournament the day of Thanksgiving because we don't have family here. And we're going to see Rick Patino coach Iona, wow. which is when Rick Patino's in the building, it no, is I always love exciting. Patino. He is a character. That'll be like yes. spending Thanksgiving with family. Um, you, it will. You are also doing a turkey trot. I am. Um, You've got a packed I'm, day. I'm one of those people. Like, I know every day, every Thanksgiving, there's those tweets like, I hate those families who do turkey trots. Like, you know what? My family will, will probably never do it because my husband is like, no, not running mm-hmm. at all. He's not interested. But um, I am a turkey trotter every Thanksgiving. And one of the things that makes it stressful being a former competitive runner is that, like, I can't just run this thing for fun. Okay. Like, I can't just roll out of bed and be like, you know, I'm going to jog and burn some calories and then eat the rest of the day. You need to win. Like, yeah. Wow. And if I don't win, I'm going to be mad the rest of the day. So I've been actually training for this turkey trot. I'm, like, kind of embarrassed to say it. Like, I've I've gone to the track. Like, I've done some speed workouts. Like, I'm getting ready for this turkey trot. But I'm new to the Florida running scene, so I have no idea what the competition holds. Usually, like, when you're a turkey trot regular, you know, like, oh, that girl. Or, like, you check the high school results, and you're like, oh, she's coming. But There's a Florida running scene? I mean, there's a running scene anywhere you go. I've never been a part of one. How long is a turkey trot? Well, it's 3.1 miles, so it's a 5K. It's a 5K. Yeah. Wow, and you Um, run the whole time? The whole time. Not a chance. Not a chance. I'm doing a baby trot where I have a baby inside of me and I walk around sometimes. Okay, um, I'm going to so, be rooting for you. Can I follow you on a tracker? Like the marathon? I don't think okay. they have that technology <laughs> for this turkey trot. But I, if I do well, I'll post. And if I don't, I'll just pretend like I never ran it because I'm a sore loser. Um, I think that we should set the over-under line as a time for – this would be a really good day for me. 18.30. Let's wow. set right there. Okay. So 18.30. So that's like a, a, a six-minute mile. Yeah. 18.30. So we'll take the over-under. I'm going to take the under because you are wow. new to the Florida running scene. Um, and I think that you are going to want to put your stamp on it. Say, I'm here. Watch me try. I might. I might have to. I have running club tonight. So, um, you know, we'll see. 
I, I hope I'm the under. I hope you're right. I think realistically, I'll take the over. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Eddie, do you, you have a pick? But, or you, Eddie? but you have the control. Like now you're just going to run over. <laughs> no, I'm not because I'll be mad. Like I want to okay. run as fast as possible. I just think what will happen is you are right with saying that I'm new to the Florida running scene. I will go out too fast. I will go oh, out yeah. at like 545 and then I'll die. Wow. Ugh. But if I run smart, I think the under is a good run bet. Smart. And I think we have a message from Eddie. What does Eddie say? He said over. <laughs> oh, he's taking the over too. Eddie doesn't trust me. He knows. See, he knows. I believe in you. Like too much time on a plane, too much time traveling. She's been slacking. Will you run for a little bit for me too? Will you do one of the miles for me? I'll do my cool down for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I will be eating for two. So I am so excited. This is the first Thanksgiving where I will be like trying to eat as much as possible. Um, because it'll be obviously good for the baby, you know, not just, uh, for my own personal gain. So to finish the show, we wanted to do a quick few fantasy rounds of drafting our favorite Thanksgiving sides. I'm actually not a huge Thanksgiving like meal person. I think. Thank you. Okay. I, I agree. I strongly agree. And I get ripped for saying that. No. I don't think Thanksgiving food is very good. No, I think it's a little overrated. Um, and so the sides is obviously like where you need to shine. There's definitely dry ass turkeys. Um, Megan, since you are trotting and I am going to be sitting, I'm going to let you pick first in the fantasy Thanksgiving side draft. Okay, first pick out of the gun. My favorite side. This is inarguable stuffing. Damn it, that's what I was going to pick. And people are always like, we should eat stuffing year round. And it's like, I think what makes it special is that we don't though. I agree. It's it's also very rich. It's, it's just savory bread. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know if we need to eat. Okay, you're around. Okay, okay, okay. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to throw this out there. I think some people don't think of this as a Thanksgiving side. I do. My family does not have it, but I always am pushing for it. A delicious macaroni and cheese. That is, that's a great pick. I actually saw today one of the Patriots players, Matt Judon, said he doesn't like macaroni and cheese because it's just noodles and cheese. But yeah. my thing was like, and your point? That's what makes like, it delicious, Judon. Yeah. I know. Um, that's, that's a solid pick. My family also does not do mac and cheese, I think but I wish we did. Yeah. I, don't, I want like the baked mac and cheese. I like it real, when it's not, really creamy. Yeah. I'm not talking like boxed Velveeta, although I would never say no to boxed Velveeta. No. Um, my next pick is the green bean casserole with the onions on top. Yeah. Like those ones that are um, crispy yeah. and delicious. That's, that's my that's a, yeah. that's a staple. Wow. You're so far, you're whooping my ass. Okay. Then I gotta, um, I gotta go big on this next one. I'm going to say mashed potatoes and gravy. Oof. See, I, my grandmother used to really struggle with this too, because she was off a boat from Ireland, but I don't like potatoes. And for me, I think you it's survived. You would have been able to stay there. <laughs> but my grandmother used to be like, Jesus, I don't understand. I don't you don't eat the potatoes. They're like, so good. Mashed Nana, I'm sorry. I and just I, don't like them. I love a jarred gravy. I don't even need the fancy gravy. Like, pop the jar and pour it. Uh, I think the best gravy on earth was at my high school. Like, I just love salty, <laughs> thick, brown gravy. You had, like, the lady with the hairnet <laughs> scooping it I on. I loved Ew. my high school food. <laughs> uh, yeah, my grandmother was very upset about that. And every year I tried potatoes because I felt bad that I didn't like them because everyone raves about them. It's the same thing with chocolate ice cream. I don't like chocolate ice cream, but I want to. So I try it all the time and I, I still don't like it. Megan, if it weren't for fucking potatoes, you would not be in this country. <laughs> Show some respect. I respect potatoes. I just don't like them. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Like my feelings on LeBron James. Okay. I respect LeBron. Yes. I don't like the LeBron famine. <laughs> um, okay. Give us your, your number three pick. Can I just pick like a good roll with yeah, butter? Of course. Like a, the roll? No, a good roll. And the roll is a good tool on a Thanksgiving plate because no, it, it helps you scoop Ooh, everything up. Sops it up. Okay, so I am going to go with, this may be a specifically Midwestern thing, but I love it. It's so good. We call it corn souffle. It's also a corn casserole. It's, you, it's basically like a box of cornbread, canned corn, sour cream, butter, and then you bake it. It's so fucking good. And it's also 
part kind of a bread. Um, but I I love it so much. I do love creamed corn. I've never yeah. had this one you're talking about. Good. The All creamed the corn is very good. Um, what's your go? Um, what's your go to pie? Oof. Pumpkin. Pumpkin's delicious. My mom makes a great pumpkin ice cream pie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do. I love a warm apple pie or a warm pecan pie with a a la mode single scoop of ice cream. Mm. Um, I think my for my final pick, I don't know if we can do one more, but the cheese plate appetizers. Like I I love the appetizers before Thanksgiving. You get to whoever's hosting. I eat way too yeah. much. And then everyone's like, well, you barely ate dinner. I'm like, did you see me? Yeah, I ate a whole baked brie. <laughs> did you see brie. me a little while ago? Yeah, we got a baked brie. I asked my mom, did you get any summer sausage? She goes, you can't eat that right now. I go, Bring the fucking summer sausage. Um, Just don't tell anyone. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go cranberry sauce. I don't I don't love it, um, but I know that it's a staple, and I feel like they're going to put this up to vote, and I and I need the votes, you know? Um Oh, and I do have good news. You know how the baby tracks, um, like, the size it is? This week for Thanksgiving week, my baby is the size of a sweet potato. I thought you were going to say football, but sweet potato is second best, so that's great. Yeah, so that's really exciting. I'm happy to have a little sweet potato inside me. I'm probably going to eat some sweet potatoes, too. And you have a big comedy show coming up tomorrow. I'm doing um, a show at one of my favorite clubs in the country. It's obviously my hometown, Helium, in downtown Indianapolis. And my husband's going to be performing. And then um, very funny local comedian Gwen Sunkel and Willie Griswold, who was my neighbor growing up and is now also a stand-up comedian. So you are the pride and joy of Indy. This is a big deal. Like, Megan Gailey comes home. You know, there's a Megan Gailey Day in Indianapolis, July 7th. Really? Why is it July 7th? That's just the day that was free. <laughs> that, that, that they got <laughs> they got it. So so you named like there's really a day? Yeah, a councilwoman got Megan Gailey Day named July 7th in Indianapolis. There's only wow. been one. So th- this year will be the second annual. <laughs> I think that's a good day too because it's right after yes. Fourth of July, which is my favorite holiday. Yes. Ugh, now that's a good eating holiday. I agree. I think it's better than Thanksgiving, but okay. the internet will disagree with me. Keep us posted on your time. I will keep everyone posted on how much I'm eating. And um, I hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving, even though you're going to be far away from your family. Um, we're going, we're doing delayed Thanksgiving. Okay, great. Saturday will be a family Thanksgiving, but I do get to spend Thanksgiving with Rick Patino, and yes. I don't think anything says thankful. Oof. like a day with Rick Patino. Please send me photos um, and lots of hopefully good football. <laughs> Sometimes it's a really <laughs> stinky day, but hopefully it's going to be good and Godspeed to Matt Nagy's son. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>